Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, people? You know that sound, the Unfiltered Band. Means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way right here. Right now, officially, this will go down as episode number 212. You, of course, could jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24-7, 365 easy. Get over to Twitter or X if you will. Get over into the bio. Up at the top, at Casey Stern, and you'll find the YouTube channel. Of course, you can get all of the conversations and interviews and rants and lists. So mine are 211 into 212 episodes deep. And equal opportunists are we, the way most of you get it, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. So welcome there as well. Thank you to the Unfiltered Band. We welcome you on a post-game variety show as we recap game two of the American League Championship Series. The Rangers now with a 2-0 lead, heading home two games away from the World Series and two games away from knocking out the defending champs. A lot to get through. Want to break down this game, talk about some of the factors and the key storylines and some of the key plays in this one, and look ahead a little bit to game three as well of this series. But first, we thank Bet Online. We are, as always, presented by our good friends at Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers, including your live betting. Favorite casino and card games, they're all available to play right now, right from your phone. So head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today. Get in on all the action, but remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, in order to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is BetOnline, where the game starts as I get started here. And what a game it was as the Astros chipped away and chipped away, and it looked like at the end, especially when they had Leclerc a little bit on the ropes after two walks, after the Chapman homer, sitting there in that eighth inning, like maybe they'd set it up even for the ninth, but uh, that was all she wrote, 5-4, the final in favor of the Rangers. Let's get into this. They jump on Valdez early in this game. Obviously, uh, you talk about the first four hitters scoring, not something the Astros had planned for, and it was early for nothing. They pick away with a couple of solo home runs back and forth. Heim gets one to make it 5-1. And then Alvarez, at the time, with his fifth home run in six postseason games, he would eventually, as we know, get six by the end of the night to cut it to 5-2. And that's where things got really interesting in that fifth inning. And I've talked about this in the last pod that I did, but there are some pitchers and there are some performers in sports that just elevate to that next level that just are better than they ever are in a regular campaign when they get to the postseason or the playoffs and the variety, whatever sport they play. <clears throat> Nate Avaldi is one of those dudes being there in person and covering that 18 inning game where he pitched as well as he did in relief. And I know in a loss, but in that outing for the Red Sox at a time where I remember in his career, going back from Tampa and everywhere else he'd been, it was all the injuries and he's never going to amount to, and it was all the hard throwing, but you know, what's he going to do? And he totally resurrected his, his rhetoric surrounding him and his career moving forward. Certainly his bank account has shown that in his career since, but give a ton of credit to what Avaldi has created for himself. And it continues in this postseason. Saw it in the last series and we saw it again tonight. And I love the tweet that Peter Gammons had, where uh, he had said something to the effect, and you go check it, and uh, you know his post, if you will, tweet. I'm going to get that wrong forever. But he had posted about the fact that this is always who Nate Valdi's been, 
and the Red Sox computers just couldn't figure it out, and that's why they let him go, and they never should have. Because that is a dude. Comes in, situation where he gets back-to-back singles to open the inning. Then you get the play, the misplay at third base by Young, who's been brilliant, made two really good plays at third base after that in the remainder of the game. And the bases are loaded. Dusty Baker in a situation with Maldonado coming up. Not going to take any chances in that spot with a guy who we know can come up with a big home run or two, but he's not there for his offense. One of you know, statistically the worst hitters in the game. So he puts in Yiner Diaz, bases load in that spot, and Evaldi just shoves. Gets Diaz on a curveball for the first out, then strikes out Altuve, and then gets Bregman to ground out to end the inning. And you thought, I give the Astros credit for chipping away even further, because at that point, you probably look like more likely by the momentum of that game that ended up 9-2 to two than it would 5-4 to four with the Astros hanging right around the 8th and ninth and right there. But that by Evaldi was, I mean, just brilliant. Absolutely no pulse in those big spots. Everything you want. I mean, that is a dude. That guy is a stud in the postseason. And Evaldi gets it done, strikes out. Diaz and Altuve gets the ground out from Bregman and gets out of the inning. In the eighth inning, sitting there five to three, if you go back to and listen to the podcast that I did this morning before this game, I had talked about the fact that one of the things that was lost in yesterday's game and what happened on that play where Evan Carter makes the catch and Altuve makes the base running you know, mistake, not touching second base, heading back to first, was that Chapman had given up a home run in other places in that park, at least a triple in other parks. And with a guy like you know, Carter, if he doesn't catch that ball, look what that could have been. I mean, Chapman basically gave it up. And I know he gets the ground out after that to end the inning, but it was a lot easier when he had a two-run lead and nobody on base. But in that spot, Chapman was Chapman. I said it again, and I'll say it again now, even though they won this game. Cannot be trusted at all. By the way, give Spores a lot of credit. Look brilliant. Beautiful hook. Again, I think it was Altuve looking to end that inning that he pitched. And then here you go. Here's Chapman. And surprise, surprise. Now, I get it's Jordan Alvarez, and we'll get to that in a second. But I don't trust Chapman at all, and I don't know how you can. Gives up the home run. Boach goes and gets him. Alvarez, his sixth home run of the postseason. Again, let's curb that just for now. We'll get back to Jordan. I mean, the Jordan flu game, uh, not the Jordan flu game, but close enough. Let her off. I think LeClerc, you got to give a lot of credit because for him to come in, not finding that slider, also good patience in those two at-bats, walking those two hitters, there were a couple of things at play there. I know the Astros don't get a run, but it's also 10-11 pitches. It's some max effort. It's some nerves. For a guy who's got to come in there now and go back out in the ninth inning and go try and get a four-out save, but he had faced three hitters. So that also gave the Astros a little bit more, you would figure, a leg up. Pena also almost gets him in that first at-bat in the ninth inning and not much else there. And, of course, you know, for the Astros hanging in there, Abreu and Presley, pretty good way to do that to stay at 5-4. to four. But you got to give the bullpen of the Rangers a lot of credit in what Spores did. Leclerc down at the end. A couple of great plays again by Young at third. I know had the one stumble, which led to that bases-loaded spot in the fifth inning, but was brilliant after that. And, and they're up 2 nothing, 
And, you know, for all this talk, and I said this, you know, the Astros, and I understand I picked them to win this series in seven games. I get it. So I wasn't that worried about them being sub 500 at home, but that is not something that you use to then say, well, they're just going to win all the games on the road. As I mentioned, there's only one time we could even point to where that happened. Now, they were involved in it. A lot of these players were in that national series, that World Series, where everybody won road games in, what, 2019. But this Astros team is not that team. That Texas team that we're sitting at now on a roll, I mean, they only play one home game so far this postseason. But they haven't lost yet. And they're playing with confidence, they got a manager who's instilling confidence and is as good as there is in Bruce Bochy. How about him leaving Evaldi there in that spot? How about him not staying an extra batter too long with Chapman, even though still with a one-run lead? Mixing and matching and doing the things that we know Boch does. But Texas is quite confident that right now they are rolling, and they're about to go into a raucous environment at home when they get home here in a couple of nights on Wednesday night to start in game three, where Max Scherzer will be on the mound. We'll get to that in a second. Let's go back to Alvarez. When I started covering baseball, my first gig I spent at MLB.com every day, last couple of months of the 2004 season with the Boston Red Sox. I was there every day. And I was there watching and in the midst of one of the great runs in terms of, you know, man among boys, big time players in a playoff or a postseason in this case, in baseball terms, that you're ever going to see in David Ortiz. So we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you tonight. All the calls, all the home runs, the huge grand slam, the one, I mean, you could go on forever. In that Angels series, there was so much that David Ortiz was doing that even with Manny Ramirez and all the other players they had, we're talking about carrying you on the back, and seemingly you could never get him out, and that lasted for years in his career. And for all that Derek Jeter was in the postseason and all the plays and all the flip throws and with the Giambi and everything else that he did, at the end of the day, Yankee fans don't want to hear this. David Ortiz, you, you give me you know, one name that comes to mind of the two sitting there on this set doing this pre- and post-game for Fox that was that was just seemingly you couldn't get him out in a postseason and just a dog. It was Ortiz. And absolutely, you are not Alvarez reminiscent now of that. I will say this, though. You know, sometimes we take rhetoric a little bit too far. People are talking about, why are you pitching to him? <coughs> Excuse me, still battling this cold. And you're right. You shouldn't be pitching to Alvarez. But in the spot that Chapman pitched to Alvarez, you got a two-run lead. And you're not going to go ahead and pitch around him to walk the tying, you know, put the tying run up at the plate. You're not going to do that. So we got to, you know, let's, 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 it's like we're using every single second that we can. Oh, and I love Bruce Bochy and I love Dusty Baker. And I love that, yes, a lot of times they're not going to use analytics, but they use analytics. They're using their, their, their support systems in 2023 and all the information. They're not stupid. Let's not act like they never use information. Let's not all the time go to, like, we go too much in that. That's just an example of, like, you know, every five seconds. I mean, anybody else sick of this about how, oh, there they are with feel? Of course they are, and I talk about that, and I'm a proponent of that too. But we overuse it. So to kind of use the analogy, let's not overuse why they pitch an Alvarez in the spot. Chapman gave up the home run because you're not pitching around him with the tie and run, you know, coming to the plate then in that case. You're not going to do that. 
But in any spot now where you don't have to pitch to Alvarez, you cannot pitch to this man. You just can't. And by the way, nobody else with the Astros coming through. They had bases loaded in back-to-back games and got zero runs. They were 0-6 for in this game with runners in scoring position. They've been a mess in big spots in this series offensively, albeit only in two games. And Altuve right now, you know, no offense to John Smoltz, he said, well, you know, now we get Altuve back to, you know, they go one further in the order. At least he gets up in the ninth inning. And I get the point. We all know about the postseason history, but Altuve right now looks like the Altuve that started the postseason a year ago where he couldn't get a hit. Right now, the Astros cannot get it done in big spots. They seem like they're gripping the bats tighter than the Rangers are. And now they're down 0-2. We're going to make you do it even more going on the road. If any team could do it, is it them? Yes. If any team's not going to get upset about it or worried or afraid or panic or nervous, is it them? Of course it's them because we know seven consecutive LCSs in the World Series and defending champs and all the things they've done. Whether you agree with everything they did in 2017 or then, you know, forget that. Because I have some people, you know, oh, still on that. I get it. Get over it. So if anybody's not going to care, it's going to be them. But let's be fair. Down 0-2. Going on the road, not a great spot to be in. And now let's get to Max Scherzer because he now officially will start game three. What does it mean? Have no idea. One thing I could tell you about covering Max Scherzer for years in these postseasons in Detroit, in D.C., and then seeing him in New York, and we can go on forever in his career. One thing about Max Scherzer He's going to be coming in. He always comes in with, with red-hot, piping-hot adrenaline into these games. Always. Now, coming off the injury and thinking maybe he's not going to pitch and the nerves he's probably coming in with and some of that and that nervous energy about how he's going to feel and, and how's it going to be in all of that, I expect him to overthrow early in this game. Max Scherzer go to all his postseason efforts and think about how many times even the first hitter, let alone the first half of an inning that he's facing, he's gotten got on a heater that he's overthrown, so he's trying to throw too hard. He misses his spot, gives up a homer. Max Scherzer may very well be ripe for the taking early in that game three if he is trying to overthrow because of just how much emotion and adrenaline he always seems to carry. It is always once he settles in, and he's not alone. A lot of pitchers this way. I remember Felix Hernandez telling me in a spring training, which is one of my favorite lines I've ever heard, he said, if, if they don't get me in the first inning, they have no chance. I asked him about when he's locked in, like, what is his mindset going into a game? And he said to me flat out, if they don't get me in the first inning, they have no chance. A lot of times that is sure spots. Watch that and, and watch the fastball and let's see the overthrow and let's see whether or not he can contain himself because sometimes he can't even when he's right. And now if he's not, I'm very curious to see what he's like. And do we get the Astros aggressive going after him, or are they going to be patient to see what kind of stuff he gives? This is the, the cat and mouse and a lot of fun that we've got ahead coming up on Wednesday night. But for right now, it's a 2 nothing lead. Takes a lot of pressure off of Scherzer clearly in this spot. Very different than being 0-2. So he's got a little bit of leeway, and Boach and his club are going to have a great fan base behind them, and the Astros got their backs against the wall. It is, what is a must-win? Let's not kid ourselves. Should be a lot of fun for game three. We'll continue to look ahead to that. Any questions, comments, feel free to come at me through Twitter or X or come in through YouTube and the comments, and we'll uh, continue to have conversation back and forth. Enjoy the baseball and the NLCS stuff uh, tonight for game number one. Should be a great matchup between Wheeler and Gallon, and we'll continue our coverage here this postseason 
at Unfiltered, where we, as always, are presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.